the manhunt for Vicki White and Casey White. We have an uh, inmate who has uh, apparently escaped our detention center, along with a missing corrections deputy, Vicki White. Deputies are searching for inmate Casey Cole White and Vicki White. Casey Cole White, Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton. This is just basically, strictly my own opinion. She pulled it off. That's just the bottom line. You know, she pulled it off. Welcome back to another episode of Lost on the Run, the search for Casey and Vicki White. I have some huge news. They got them. They have been captured in Evansville, Indiana. Um, somewhere around 7701 US 41 North in Evansville, Indiana. They got a tip this morning that a car match in the description of the one that they transferred to from the Weinbach car wash was a four-door Cadillac sedan. There was footage released early this morning of Casey at the car wash wearing a pink shirt and tan slacks, also wearing a black hat and sunglasses. It appears he has a phone in his pocket. That's not super smart for somebody that is on the run from every law enforcement agency in the country almost. Um, got on flight radar, like I said earlier in the update. Flight T206 has landed. Um, it landed around 2 p.m. Central Time and then took back off, so I figured that they'd found them. There was a short pursuit in which law enforcement vehicles ran them off the road and pinned them in. Vicki White has been reported to have a self-inflicted gunshot wound and is in very critical condition and has been transported to the local hospital. Casey White has also been captured. Reports indicate that he is generally okay. This is crazy. So they were in a Cadillac. According to authorities, there was no resistance after the accident. I guess they knew that this was it. She definitely knew this was it. How crazy is it that he surrenders peacefully and Vicky is the one to try to off herself. That's wild. That is just wild. Anyway, I had a feeling over the weekend when I was in Tennessee that it wouldn't be long. And as soon as I saw the footage from the car wash, I knew that they were fixing to catch him. I did not think that they would still be in Evansville, Indiana, though. They found that car last Tuesday, May 3rd. They dropped off a truck there and transferred to the Cadillac. May 3rd, last Tuesday. So you've stayed in Evansville for six days. Why? You're on the run. You have done almost everything right until now. Why do you stay in Evansville, Indiana? Does someone that they know or a relative or a really close friend live in Indiana? Where they maybe park in the garage in that car? It's hard to tell. We haven't gotten a whole lot of information yet, but what I can tell you is that the tip that came into the sheriff's office was that the marshals had located a car matching that description close to the sheriff's office. <laughs> Wow, we could not have written a better tale. I am somewhat disappointed that it has ended so fast, but I am also relieved and very happy for the safety of the public. And I'm also glad that they were captured in a timely manner as easily as possible. Um, apparently nobody else was hurt. Vicky was driving that Cadillac. He was the passenger. I have no reports. I don't know where she shot herself. 
Uh, I'm imagining probably in the chest or the head, considering that they said she was in serious condition. But he is uninjured, so I have a lot of questions. I have a video that I'm going to play for you now. Um, If you're watching this on Apple, you can just listen along to the audio. But this is the press conference that we screen recorded from a Facebook Live video from a local news station there. So check this out. On the road. We'll watch. Okay, and, and listen, everybody, real quick. Because of the sensitivity of this and the ongoing investigation, we won't get real deep into the details of what has happened so far. We're going to give as much as we can. But tomorrow we're going to hold a news conference once we get more information together and have more detailed and accurate information. But we have plenty to give you tonight. So I'll probably refrain from taking too many questions after this. But, but yeah, That's right. Sheriff Whitney has just stepped up to brief the media. He's just arrived on to the media staging area. Okay. So today the, the Vanbury County Sheriff's Office and the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force and even members of the Marshal Task Force from Alabama, Mississippi, and we have uh, Marshal uh, Stillwell here, uh, inspector from the Marshal Service. Uh, they were here because a vehicle had been located in Evans almost a week ago that appeared to be related to the uh, Alabama escapee and sheriff's office employee that had fled the area. As we were working on this today, uh, we gained information that a vehicle matching the description of a suspect vehicle was near our sheriff's office. So the U.S. Marshals Task Force and deputy sheriffs went to the area. Uh, Soon thereafter, the male and female fled in a vehicle on Highway 41 northbound went past Highway 57. As you can see, they turned here on Birch Park Drive. They came through this grassy area. Uh, the, the Marshall Task Force officers intercepted them, actually collided with them to try to end the pursuit. Uh, when this occurred, the female driver of the vehicle shot herself, and the passenger was injured uh, not too seriously. Uh, they've both been taken to local hospitals to be uh, examined uh, for their injuries. Uh, Her injuries are very serious. Uh, I don't know the true extent, but I want to commend the Marshals Task Force uh, for being here and and working diligently with the Banford County Sheriff's Office to put two bad people uh, and get them off the street. Are these the whites from Alabama? Yes, they are. It is. She's still alive? She's still alive. His condition? What's that? His condition? Uh, he seems to be okay. She's in pretty serious shape. Do you know where she was shot? Uh, I don't know where she was shot. But it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Do you know where the pursuit uh, first took place? and where? Uh, it was uh, Highway 41 uh, south of St. George Road is where the pursuit initiated. Any, any indication of how long they've been in Evansville? We, we can't clarify that at this time until we speak to him. We know the vehicle that was recovered uh, had a date of May the 3rd. It's hard to believe that they've been here that many days, uh, but we were lucky that we stumbled upon them today. Yeah, the car wash surveillance photos were from the third. Uh, it's only speculation, of course, at this point, but why would people on the run stay in Evansville for six days? Well, they're criminals. Sometimes they do things that are unexplainable. 
But in this case, I'm glad they did. Yeah. How did what law enforcement? Um, how did law enforcement catch eyes on them? Was somebody calling in, or did law enforcement just catch them? While they uh, a member of the Evansville Police Department observed the vehicle and, and thought that it could have matched the description of the vehicle that we've been looking for, and that's when we went to investigate. So, the vehicle that's found at the car wash was that impounded? The blue board? Yes. Okay. So. Yeah, are you guys jumping out with media on? They changed vehicles to a Cadillac. Okay, same out here. Was it a was it a Cadillac that was eventually stopped in the crash? Uh, no, as you can see, it was this vehicle in the. It looked like a truck, wasn't it? Was it a truck? Oh, it's a Cadillac. Oh, well, I'm sorry, it is a Cadillac that was stopped. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. You'd like to come up and speak? Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. We'll, we'll just let the sheriff handle okay. it for now. I know he's planning on doing a press Can you talk about the cooperation between the various law enforcement agencies to get this done? Yeah, well, probably one of the best uh, federal agencies that we work with is the U.S. Marshals Task Force. Uh, they, they do a very good job. They supply a lot of resources and personnel to us. And when we have serious crime that needs to be addressed, uh, we can usually handle it through the Marshals Task Force in our office. And the state police is involved in that, and that's police as well. So it's a very good multi-member law enforcement agency. When very short period of time. From the time we initiate the pursuit until the time it ended was less than a few minutes. I think there were other accomplices that did. Well, I'm sorry, we don't. So. Well, anytime you have people that are on the run, uh, you're notified and you're keeping a watchful eye on any suspicious activity, uh, suspicious vehicles. In this particular case, one of the suspects being six foot nine, uh, that's good for us because he wasn't a normal sized human being. So it was an easy target for us. Whenever criminals are on the run, even we in the media, even the regular uh, Joe Citizen wonders, I wonder if they come our way. When did you first get the indication that they might be coming our way? Well, after the vehicle was located uh, a while back, uh, we at least knew they may have been in our area, but I couldn't believe that they had remained here. Uh, did they resist at any point when they were uh, when the car did? Oh no! Once once the accident occurred, uh, they no resistance. How long from the time that that vehicle was found at the car wash until it was determined that that was probably their vehicle? How long? I, I don't know the time frame that they. Uh, developed a lead that was probably related. What's that? Uh, just one so far. But we haven't really looked through the vehicle yet. We're going to get a search warrant for the vehicle and we'll examine it later on this evening. Sheriff Wedding, there were previous reports. I'm a 44 okay, yeah, yeah. on the other end of the camera. Sorry. There were previous reports uh, uh, from Casey White saying, you know, he was ready to go all out. He was even, you know, asking for law enforcement to shoot him. Are you surprised that it was Vicki White who pulled the trigger? Well, once again, with criminal. So you may be asking yourself, now what? What do I listen to now? Well, do not worry, because I am proud to announce the start of our brand new podcast, Murder in the South. And this is officially the first season of that podcast. So nothing's going to change. It's still going to be here on this podcast. We're going to change some stuff around for you guys and update everything, and we are going to continue. So, I give you something to look forward to. Y'all can pour over this case, and in two to three days, I will release a new update 
and I will let you guys know what the next case will be. And it's going to be a good one. So make sure you're subscribed. Stay tuned. Also, you can check the descriptions in this podcast for my Patreon links or my Cash App. If you would like to make a donation, those donations help a considerable amount with gas, resources, camera, film equipment, and studio gear. That way, we can deliver the best, most updated podcast weekly. Thank you guys for listening. It has been an honor to be here with you for this case. It has been emotional. It has been up and down. It has been a roller coaster, but now we will bring it to a close. Stay tuned. We will have one more episode. I will upload it Wednesday after we get all of the information and videos compiled from the press conferences. We will know a lot more tomorrow morning, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to it. Once again, this is the Unfindable Finder. It has been an honor. Eyes open.